Welcome to the Gospel of Grace radio broadcast, a primitive Baptist ministry declaring the good news of the finished work of salvation by grace alone. This weekly radio program is brought to you by Elder Joe Nettles, pastor of Sulphur Springs Primitive Baptist Church in Caledonia, Mississippi, and Elder David Wise, pastor of Macedonia Primitive Baptist Church in Ackerman, Mississippi. We now invite you to stay tuned for our message this morning. Good morning and welcome to the Gospel of Grace radio broadcast. This is Elder David Wise here with you this morning. And we want to welcome you to the program, regardless of what means you might be listening to us through the radio or through the podcast or through an internet avenue. We're very thankful to have you here with us. We'd love to hear from you. I would encourage you to contact us at gospel-of-grace.com. Send us an email. And please let us know that you're listening and if there's any way that we can help you, if you have any questions. If you're trying to find a church that may be closer to you, then you can find a directory of those churches on our website, gospel-of-grace.com. And there's also a lot more content on our website at Macedonia, macedonia macedonia-pbc.org. If you happen to be in the North Mississippi area, we'd certainly love to have you come worship with us at uh, Sulphur Springs Church in Caledonia, Mississippi, and uh, Macedonia Church in Ackerman, Mississippi. We both meet for worship services on Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m., and then we also have a Wednesday night meeting in Starkville, Mississippi, each Wednesday night beginning at 6 p.m. So, again, we'd love to have you come out and worship with us if you have the ability. Today, we would like to conclude our thoughts on prayer. We've spent an extended period of time considering prayer and the different aspects of it and examples and many other things. And we'd like to bring the final message in that series, focusing now on praying always and without ceasing. So we're told to be in a continual state and mindset of prayer, to pray without ceasing. And we want to consider that as we conclude our thoughts on prayer this morning. So I hope this uh, series has been beneficial for you, and I hope the message today will be as well. So be sure and stay tuned with us, and we'll bring that message to you right after the song. Oh, and 
Good morning and welcome back again to the Gospel of Grace radio broadcast. During my time on the program, we have been considering prayer for an extended period of time. And we began that series from Luke chapter 11 with the disciples' prayer to, Lord, teach us how to pray. And many times we feel very limited in that. The apostles said, Lord, teach us how to pray. And then the Lord gave them the model prayer. And we've considered the model prayer and praying in secret and fervently unto the Lord, removing distractions and the proper manner in which we're supposed to pray and the structure and the model prayer there. And we've tried to consider laboring fervently in prayer and the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Some examples in prayer and some struggles and some limitations that we have in prayer. So we want to bring the last message in that series today. And what we've been trying to consider is how do we pray, right? Lord, teach us to pray. And I hope we've been able to learn some lessons throughout our time together. One of the most important admonitions, particularly in closing our thoughts on prayer, that we can have is a continual communication and conversation with God that we see in Scripture as praying without ceasing. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 17, we find the verse, the simple admonition to pray without ceasing. And actually in the very next verse, in everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. You know, our prayers need to be prayers of thanksgiving as well. Many times we list off all these things that we need. We need to approach God in worship. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, right? We need to pray for God's kingdom. We need to pray for God's will to be done. But we always need to thank God in prayer. I don't believe it's coincidence that verse 18 follows verse 17. We need to pray without ceasing, but in everything give thanks. Well, how do we give thanks? One of the main ways we give thanks is in prayer, right? Pray without ceasing. Now, certainly we don't have the ability to have our eyes closed in our closet with our heads bowed down on our knees 24-7, right? We don't have the ability to have that kind of prayer all of the time. Now, you need to have that in your life. You certainly need to have that devotion. If you don't have at least 15 minutes, I would hope maybe even 15 or 30 or maybe even an hour if you have more time on your hands. But if you don't have at least 15 minutes of closet time prayer during your day where it's just you and the Lord in prayer, then you need to make a commitment to do that. You need to have at least 15 minutes. You need to do more, but you need to have at least 15 minutes of having your phone off, not having anyone else around, and just you and the Lord communing together face-to-face as a man does his friend, as we'll see in a little bit, that intimate personal communion with God, you need to have that every single day. But we also know that we don't have the ability to do that all the time. We've seen as we examine some examples in Scripture of prayer, much of our prayer life is in the moment, like Nehemiah, right? He's in the middle of a conversation with the king, and in the middle of that conversation, it says, so I prayed to the God of heaven. You know, it's those quick prayers when we're in immediate need, and we need to have a mindset of prayer. That's really what this is describing. Praying without ceasing is having a mindset of prayer where we are in constant communication with God. In Ephesians chapter 6, he's just finished describing the first six components of the armor of God. And as we know, the number seven is always the number of perfection and completion in the Word of God. 
And I believe prayer is that seventh component. You know, many times we examine the armor of God and we say that the sword of the Spirit is the only offensive weapon. Well, that's true. But I believe we can also make the case that prayer is also an offensive weapon against the wiles of Satan. So we don't need to neglect that offensive weapon to attack Satan by prayer. And it says there, again, in concluding Paul's thoughts on the armor of God, the seventh aspect, the final aspect that is so important for a successful warfare of the armor of God, Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 18, praying always with all prayer and supplication supplication in the Spirit, watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. So praying always. Now again, we don't have the ability to be in a posture of prayer with our eyes closed all the time. We looked in an earlier message about how Paul told just about everybody how he was praying for them always. And I can just only imagine the Apostle Paul's prayer life. It's just uh, seems so robust that I'm ashamed to even call myself a minister and compare myself to the Apostle Paul. But even Paul didn't have the ability, even if he could do it for a couple hours a day, even he didn't have the ability to be down on his knees all the time. What he is describing here is praying always, being in a constant communication with God. That's really what we want to think about, a constant communication with God. And many times when we get discouraged in prayer, well, Jesus told us, Luke chapter 18 and verse 1, men ought always to pray and not to faint, right? Men ought always to pray and not to faint. We've considered that it's a protection from temptation. Jesus told the apostles when they were getting sleepy in the Garden of Gethsemane, watch and pray that you enter not into temptation. Well, that's why it's so important for us to have on that seventh piece of the armor of God that we're praying always because it's a protection, right? Watch and pray that you enter not in temptation. Prayer is a protection from temptation. So we can get distracted because we're prone to faint, right? We're prone to not pray in the manner that we ought to. But I really want us to think about this, praying always and praying without ceasing, as not being a monk that's separated from everyone and you're in a temple and you have your eyes closed by yourself all the time. God didn't call us to be a monk. He called us to be the salt of the earth and the light of the world, okay? We're supposed to interact with other people. But praying without ceasing describes a constant communication with God, okay? And if we think about God as our Father, if we think about God as our best friend, then we should want to have constant communication with Him. You know, you talk to people who you think can help you in specific circumstances when you're going through a difficult time. And who are those people that you have constant communication, that you're telling them play-by-play updates of everything that's happening, especially during challenging circumstances? Who are those people that you talk to about everything? It's the people that you love the most, isn't it? It's the people that you're the closest friends with. Hopefully, it's your parents. Hopefully, it's your natural father. You know, we need to speak openly to God as our Heavenly Father with no filter, just like a small child will speak to their dad. You know, as we get older, we have a little bit more of a filter with our parents, but there is no filter. (laughs) There is no filter between a two to three to four-year-old child speaking to their dad when they know their dad loves them, right? There is no filter between that little bitty child and their dad. They're going to tell their dad 
everything, every little bitty concern they have, regardless of how trivial it is in the big scheme of things, that little child has total confidence and faith in their father. And that little child is going to tell their father everything. And you see, that's the kind of disposition that we need to have with God our Father in prayer. We need to have that little bitty child mindset. You know, Jesus told many people in his ministry that unless you become as a little child, you're not going to be converted. You're not going to press into the kingdom. Well, we don't need to be immature, right? We don't need to be childish in our actions, but we need to have a childlike faith. And we need to have a childlike dependence upon God as our father. Like I said, there is no filter between a small child and a father that they know loves them and has their best interests at heart. They will tell them everything. And by the way, why would we not tell God everything anyway in prayer? Because he already knows everything. Why would we give any pretenses in prayer and act like we've got everything together? No, you want to be that little bitty child that presents everything to God in prayer. The song that we sing, what a friend we have in Jesus. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. We need to have that open communication between us as that small, helpless little bitty child and our loving Heavenly Father. Furthermore, who is it that you communicate with all of the time? Whether it be in person, phone calls, text messages, emails, who is it that you communicate with? Well, it's the people that you love, isn't it? You communicate the most with people that you love. And you want to tell them things. You want to tell them when you have struggles, but you also want to tell them the good things too, right? Well, we're commanded to love God with all of our heart and with all of our soul and all of our mind, right? That's the greatest commandment. And if we love God in that way, then we are going to want to talk to him. I mean, the idea that we love God, but we don't want to talk to our Heavenly Father in prayer just doesn't make sense. If we love God with all of our heart, soul, and mind, we're going to want to have constant communication with him. And we're so thankful for the presentation in Scripture of God as our loving Heavenly Father. But we're also thankful for the presentation of Jesus Christ in the Scripture as our loving brother and our friend. Proverbs chapter 18 and in verse 24, A man that hath friends must show himself friendly, but there is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. There is a friend that we have. Again, what a friend we have in Jesus. There is a friend that we have that we can express our burdens with, we can express our burdens to, but we can also rejoice in thanksgiving for his blessings in our life as well. So I hope that you, number one, cultivate that love of Jesus because you're never going to have Jesus as your truly best friend. And that really should be what discipleship is. Discipleship should be falling in love with Jesus more and more every single day. It should be drawing closer with Jesus, developing a closer friendship with Jesus. And how are you going to develop a closer love? How are you going to develop a closer friendship with Jesus unless you're constantly communicating with him? I mean, if you are pursuing a relationship and wanting to fall in love with someone, how do you do that? You do it by constant communication, and you also do it by authentic communication, right? You do it by expressing the deep burdens of your heart, your dreams, your goals, your concerns, your fears. You don't develop a love for someone by talking about the weather. <laughs> you don't develop a love for someone by talking about politics and current events. 
You develop a love and a deep, heartfelt friendship with someone by sharing your life with them, by sharing the burdens of your heart with them. And if Jesus is supposed to be our best friend and we're supposed to love Jesus more than anything, we need to have that constant communication with God in our life, right? We want Jesus to be our best friend. And really, again, the church is hopefully just a whole bunch of people falling in love with Jesus together. That's what the church should be. And we want to draw closer to Jesus. How do you draw closer to Jesus? By talking with him, right? By spending time in fellowship with him in prayer. And we see this example here in Exodus chapter 33, this close, intimate connection and communion that Moses had with God as he's separated from the people. And he goes in and the glory of God comes down in the cloud, the cloudy pillar to fellowship with Moses. And it says in Exodus chapter 33 and verse 11, that there the Lord spake unto Moses face to face as a man speaketh unto his friend. Isn't that something? That God spoke to Moses. God spoke to a man face to face as a man speaketh unto his friend. You see, that's the kind of communion that we need to have with God, which by the way, Moses separated himself from the camp that is describing us going into our closet, right? Some of the most face-to-face -face friendship communication that you're ever gonna have with God is in those minimum of 15 minutes private devotion with God and that closet time where we're just with the Lord. But again, how do we build that deep love and friendship with Jesus? It's by face-to-face -face communication, right? It's by personal intimate communication. But even when we're not in prayer in our closet, you have constant communication with those that you love and with your closest friends, right? There's most likely not a day that goes by that you don't have some constant communication with the people that you love the most and with your best friends, right? So if we love Jesus with every fiber of our being, if Jesus is truly our best friend here in this world, we're going to have constant communication with him. And again, is that child speaking to our heavenly father as well. Jesus Christ, it says in the New Testament, ever liveth to make intercession for us. Jesus is at the right hand of the throne of God. And what is Jesus doing there? What is Jesus doing right beside God the Father? You know, they're not talking about current events on earth. They're not chit-chatting about inconsequential things. You want to know what Jesus is doing at the right hand of God the Father right now? At this very moment, you want to know what Jesus is doing? Jesus is making intercession for every single one of his children to God the Father. Is that encouraging to you? <laughs> is that encouraging for your prayer life? That Jesus Christ, your elder brother, Jesus Christ, the friend that's sticking closer than a brother, Jesus Christ, who loves us enough to come in this world and die for your sins, didn't just die for your sins on the cross, but he ever liveth to make intercession for us. And right now, Jesus Christ is literally whispering into the ear of God the Father for his elect, for you. Boy, if that doesn't get you excited about prayer, I don't know what will. <laughs> that Jesus Christ ever liveth to make intercession for us. And that should give us confidence, right? That should give us boldness. Hebrews chapter four, verse 14, seeing then we have a great high priest. What was the purpose of a high priest? What was his role? To make intercession to God. 
right? To make intercession to God for the people of God. Seeing then we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens. Jesus Christ, let us hold fast our profession. But we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but is in all points tempted like as we are yet without sin. Let us therefore, because we have an intercessor in heaven that's making intercession continually for us, that should give us boldness. Let us therefore come boldly under the throne of grace that we, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Does that encourage your prayer life? Boy, it should. <laughs> it should excite you and give you boldness to approach God in prayer to know that hopefully your best friend, Jesus Christ, the person you love more than anyone else in this world, Jesus Christ, who hopefully you love with all of your heart and with all of your soul and all your mind, the best of your ability, your best friend, your elder brother, our beloved Jesus Christ ever liveth to make intercession for us and is at the right hand of God right now speaking your name into the ear of God the Father. He's making intercession for you and for me. Boy, that should give us boldness, shouldn't it? And why would we not want to take advantage of that, right? Why would we not want to pray without ceasing? Why would we not want to have constant communication with God? And we'd like to conclude our thoughts in Romans chapter 8. Again, Jesus Christ is making intercession for us continually, perpetually, and also the Holy Spirit is making intercession for God's people according to the will of God. Romans chapter 8, beginning in verse 24. For we are saved by hope, but hope that is not seen is not hope. For what a man seeth, what doth he yet hope for? But if we hope for that which we see not, then do we with patience wait for it. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. You know, we consider the limitations in prayer. We don't pray in faith like we ought to. We have unrepentant sin in our life. We don't pray according to God's will. We have not because we ask not. You know, there's a large degree that we feel like the disciples, when we began these messages, Lord, teach us to pray. <laughs> they heard Jesus pray and they said, man, we're not doing it right. <laughs> I don't even know how I'm supposed to pray. Lord, teach us to pray. And it says here, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought. Now, I hope we've learned a little bit during our time together, but many times we just don't know how we're supposed to pray, Right. So those feelings of inadequacy in prayer, we don't know how we should pray. Those feelings of inadequacy should not give you discouragement. Instead, they should give you encouragement, right? Because <laughs> Jesus is right there making intercession for you, and the Holy Spirit is making intercession for you with groanings which cannot be uttered. And I wish I could preach that. <laughs> I wish I could preach that properly and tell you what all that meant. But I just know that the Holy Spirit is making groanings it's presenting the burdens of your heart perfectly before God the Father, according to the will of God, which groanings that cannot be uttered. You know, the Apostle Paul, when he was called up into the third heaven, into paradise, he said he heard things that were not lawful for him to speak. It's possible that he heard the Holy Spirit making those groanings, which cannot be uttered, that can't be articulated, probably even in human language. And we can't, we can't understand all of that. 
but that should give us boldness and confidence in prayer, right? And as we've said before, there are many times I didn't pray properly according to God's will, but take comfort, child of God, take comfort that the Holy Spirit always makes intercession for you according to the will of God. Even when I don't pray like I ought to, even when I even have unrepentant sin in my life that's hindering my prayer that we've considered, when I am making mistakes in my life that are not in accordance with God's will, and maybe I'm not even praying according to God's will. When I make all of those mistakes that we make every single day, the Holy Spirit still makes intercessions before God the Father for you, according to the will of God, with groanings that cannot be uttered. I mean, we can't even articulate it. That's what Paul's saying here. We can't even articulate the groanings that the Holy Spirit is making for us according to God's will before God the Father. And that should give us boldness. Praise God. The Lord is so gracious to answer our prayer when most of the time we mess it up. Is that the story of your prayer life? It sure seems to be the story of mine. I'm always inadequate. I'm always falling short. I'm always asking to consume it upon my own lust. I'm always falling short. But God is so gracious to give us what we stand in need of, even if we're not as in tune in prayer in the manner that we ought to. Now, we want to grow, right? Lord, teach us to pray. We want to examine things like this to grow in our prayer life. But many times we still don't know what we should pray for as we ought. But even when we feel so inadequate in prayer, don't forget, child of God, the Holy Spirit is still making intercession for you. The Holy Spirit is making intercession according to the will of God to God the Father with groanings that cannot be uttered. Let's have that constant communication with God. Let's speak with Him on a daily basis, on an hourly basis. Speak to Him in constant communication, just as those that we love and those that we're closest friends with. Let's pray without ceasing and pray always and grow in prayer to the best of our ability, praying always and without ceasing. We hope our consideration of prayer has been a blessing to you. And you may feel just as inadequate as I do as I've studied this out and I feel even more inadequate in preaching this out. But I hope that you can be encouraged in your prayer life, that we've learned some profitable lessons, but ultimately our prayers are not even determined by us. Ultimately, Jesus Christ makes intercession for God's people. He's ever living to make intercession for us. And the Holy Spirit makes intercession according to the will of God to God the Father with groanings that cannot be uttered. Let's be diligent in prayer. Let's be fervent in prayer. And we trust that God will answer those prayers Don't be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if you faint not. May God bless you. If you enjoy the messages you hear on the Gospel of Grace radio broadcast, we invite you to visit a Primitive Baptist Church in your community. 
to find a Primitive Baptist Church near you, to listen to past messages online, and to find further contact information, you can visit our website at gospel-of-grace.com. You can also find our program on iTunes under podcast entitled The Gospel of Grace, a primitive radio broadcast. If you listen and enjoy our program, we would love to hear from you. You may contact us by email at gospelofgracepb at gmail.com. This program is produced by Sulphur Springs Primitive Baptist Church, 40283 Wolf Road, Caledonia, Mississippi, and Macedonia Primitive Baptist Church, 11 Staten Road, on Highway 15, just north of Ackerman, Mississippi. We would love for you to come and worship with us each Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m. We invite you to tune in again next week for another message from the Gospel of Grace. Until next time, we pray God shall supply all your need according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus our Lord. Wonderful the matchless grace of Jesus, deeper than the mighty rolling